Living Faith International Church welcomes you to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alotane, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church. Bishop Dominic is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of God's word. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Get ready to be blessed and inspired with the unadulterated word of God. And now, Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote. Okay, so this morning, let's discuss a little bit. I'm going to talk about open windows. Do you know something about windows? Windows and doors. Doors gives you very limited access to what you see. When you open the, win- the doors of your house, you can just access what is in the house. But when you open the window and you stand, especially if you live on a, maybe second floor, third floor, when you open your windows, you see very far. In other words, you see further by the window than when you are opening the door and start. As a matter of fact, when you look at the door, you just see what is around the house. But when you go to the window level, you see very, very far. When I stand, uh, 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 when I stand upstairs and I look through my window, I can see as far as all the mountains around the brick. But when I step in my door and I look at the door, I just see what is in the house. May the Lord open to you the windows of heaven. I'm not, I said, may the Lord open unto you the windows of heaven. So let's use this our, as our foundational scripture tonight. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. And then 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 18 and 19 as our foundational scripture for today. Our foundational scripture. Bring all your tithes into the storehouse that they may be meat in my house. And prove me now here which says the Lord of hosts if I will not open to you the windows of heaven. It's amazing why God didn't say that I will open to you the doors of heaven. Because when you read the scripture, we speak a lot about doors. Amen. That I said before you an open door. Amen. I, I, I have said before you an open door. I will wait in Ephesus because a great and effectual door has been opened unto me and there are many adversaries. The Bible have a lot to say about doors. David said, open unto me the door of righteousness and let, or the gates of righteousness and let the righteous enter. This gate of righteousness shall the righteous enter and praise you. Say amen. But when we come to this part of the scripture, the Bible says that I will open unto you the windows of heaven and I will pour you down a blessing. A blessing. May the Lord pour you down a blessing today. Oh, come on, stand with me. Go to ten, ten people and tell them the Lord pours you down a blessing today. Come on. May the Lord pour you down a blessing. May the Lord pour you down with blessing. Jesus, take your seat, take your seat. Second Kings chapter 7, 18 and 19. And it came to pass as the man of God has spoken to the king, saying, two measures of barley for a shekel and a measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be shall be uh, shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria and that Lord answered 
the man of God and said, Now behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven and, and might set a thing be, and he said, Behold, thou shalt see it, but the eye shall not eat it. If the Lord is to even open the windows of heaven, will these things come to pass? God will never open windows of heaven and pour you down a blessing that whatever God has said about your life will not come to pass. This morning I stand here in the name of the Lord and I declare and decree that everything that God has said about you shall come to pass. I'm not here to say it shall come to pass. No man and no woman and no demon and no man from hell can stop what God has begun to do in your life. Oh, do I have some amen in the house? I'm not hearing. Do I have some amen in the house? Now, I, uh, this morning, one of the things I want to say before I move on, you have to learn to take responsibility of your life. One of the things we do is to blame other people for where we are. Me, I refuse to blame anybody for my life. I don't blame my wife, I don't blame society, I don't blame my mother, I don't blame my father, I don't blame any pastor. If I am not making it in life, it is not the responsible of anybody else. I don't blame uh, Dr. Champo for where I am. Can I have a man? Because I am responsible for my life. The Bible says that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will make your way. If I can make my way successful, then I have no reason to blame anybody for not being coming or for not becoming successful, I cannot blame anybody for my sick life. I can never blame anybody for my poor life. I can never blame anybody for my failed life. Can I have amen? Every blame game, every blame game is a lie. And it's a waste of time. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, stop blaming people. Stop blaming somebody and take responsibility of your life. Come on, say amen. It's a waste of time. No matter how much fault you find with another. You see, sometimes people come to church and then they start, they, they start finding fault about other people. You find fault about the leader. You find fault about this one. And you blame the person for the reason why you can't do what you have to do. Stop blaming people. Stop blaming me. Stop blaming somebody else. Blame yourself for where you are. I am not responsible for your life. You are responsible for your own life. Can I have amen? People blame others. They blame no matter, no matter the, the fault you find with another person, regardless of how much you blame them, it will never change you. If you, you can blame your wife uh, or your husband, the, uh, I mean, every day, that blame will never change you. Blaming doesn't change anybody. Blaming, you know, make you bitter. And one of the things that you can have in your life is to be bitter about life. Some of you, you become so bitter and your heart is full of so hatred. I mean, your face can not even hide your hatred. When you make a kusu every day, 
You are, you, are, you are allowing hate for other people instead of taking what we are teaching, applying it to your life. Hatred. The only thing that blame does is to keep the focus off you when you are looking for external reasons to explain your unhappiness and your frustration. That's all that is that. Blaming takes the focus off you. Okay, and you look for external forces. Somebody is the reason why you are frustrated. Somebody is the reason why you are poor. Somebody is the reason why you are not happy. Somebody is the reason why when you come to church you are not happy. Why do you mortgage your happiness to another person? You may succeed in making another feel guilty about something by blaming him. But you won't succeed in changing whatever is about you. That is making you unhappy. So stop blaming people for your poverty. Take what we are teaching and start using it. Stop blaming people for your sick life and take responsibility for your life. Your present condition is your fault. And I want us to say that together. Let's stand, on our, uh, let's stand together and locate about seven people and tell them your present condition is your fault. Your present condition is your fault. You are, you are, you are bitter, it's your fault. Your poverty is your fault. Your frustration, your anger, your, your, your unhappiness is your fault. It's not my fault. Come on, say amen. I, I, I don't think you are hearing me. Okay, let, let me go on with my, chat, my message today. Let me go on. So we are talking about the windows. Okay, a very important heavenly key. If you want to live a supernatural life, you must pay, you must learn to pay your tithes and give your offerings. These are the basic biblical principles about life. And this morning I'm going to make some demonstrations because I want you to understand certain basic things. And you can live a supernatural life. A supernatural life is a life that you are receiving 2,000, let's say, Ghana cities a month. By the end of the day, at the end of the month, you have spent 7,000. And you don't know where the money came from. It's a supernatural life. I will give you an example. All the things that we are doing here, in, on this compound here, all the things that we are doing here, if I tell you where the money comes from, I cannot tell you. But we are doing this because I'm a supernatural man. Oh, somebody, I, 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 you, are, you, are, you, are, you are not hearing me. I'm a supernatural man. That's, that's what we call a supernatural life. And if you are not very careful, as a believer, you are going to be stuck in the natural. And as long as you live in the natural, you are going to struggle because the natural will make you struggle. God wants you to live a supernatural life. A supernatural life. A supernatural life is an extraordinary, special, exceptional lifestyle that the believer lives as a result of following biblical principles. It's very extraordinary. Me, you will never see me bitter about anybody. No, I, I live a supernatural life. You, I'm never bitter about anybody. Listen, if you give me, fine. If you don't give me, fine. I don't care. My birthday, hear me, my birthday, 
I went out, I bought a nice gift for myself. I parceled it nicely, amen. I put it on my bed, amen. June 6th, June 6th, I woke up in the morning. I sang happy birthday to myself. I opened my gift, come on, say amen. Uh, of course, Mama Naomi brought me a gift. One after 12 o'clock, let's give her a clap offering. Uh, you see, so, 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 so me, me, on my birthday, if you give me a gift, you are, it really doesn't matter. So, uh, let, 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 let me say this. Why, why do Ghanaians worry people about your birthday? Why do you worry me? Me, me? My birthday, I don't call you to ask you for a gift. My birthday is coming, my birthday is coming, my birthday, go and buy a gift for yourself. <laughs> Oh, am I talking to somebody here? Stop disturbing us. Stop, stop disturbing us with your birthday. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, stop disturbing me with your birthday. Come on, say amen. I'm not here. Come on, say amen. Now, the, the subject of tithing and offerings allows you to live a supernatural life. And I want you to understand that as long as you don't understand these basic principles, especially the subject of tithing, oh, baby, you will suffer. You will suffer. Okay? And to, 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 let, let's talk a, a little bit about the, the tithing. I mean, I'm going to a little bit. Now, tithing, number one, rob, rob God. When, when, you, when you take your tithe, you rob God of what is rightfully his and you bring a curse to yourself in your offerings you rob God of his ability to unleash an unlimited grace over your life in general and, and his ability to get involved in your finances in particular so when you rob God of your tithe okay, you, you rob him of what belongs to him when you take your offering, you rob God of your offering, you are denying God the opportunity to get involved in your general life and also your financial life. Can I have amen? I'm not here. Can I have amen? I'm not here. Can I have amen? Amen. So the Bible says, give me Acts chapter 20 verse 35. So the Bible says in Luke chapter 6, Verse 38, the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Shall he cause men? Shall he, everybody say, he will cause men. I'm not here, say he will cause men. Now, in, in, in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Okay, let me see. Who can I see here? Somebody. If you lift up your hand, I won't even call you. <laughs> let, me, let me see somebody. Let me come and see somebody. Ma Emanuela, come. Okay, so this is $50. This is $50, okay? Now, the Bible says that it is more blessed to give than to receive. 
okay? Then the Bible says that in soul laboring, you support the poor or the weak. So guess what? In giving her this, you understand? It looks like I am blessing her. But as a matter of fact, me who is giving her is the one that carries the blessing. Now watch this. Physically, I gave it to her. She's so excited. But supernaturally, I obligated heaven to move into my affairs. That I don't see. The blessing coming is not money and stuff. It's a spiritual momentum. You have heard me talk about it all the time. I don't see that. Do you understand? But what I did was that I allowed heaven to unleash a blessing by me supporting her. Now, so the giver is more blessed than the taker. Let me say it again. The giver is more blessed than the taker. Now, if you are not very careful in your life, all over your life, you are going to be a taker. And as long as you are a taker, you, you quarantine yourself in a natural realm. Because it is the giver that connects to the supernatural realm. As for the taker, he doesn't connect to the supernatural realm. He's connected to the natural realm. Come on. Come on, put your hands together. Are, are, you, are you getting me? Are you getting the teaching? So, so the Bible says it is more blessed. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, I'm going to show you another place where the, the giver, the giver, the, the, the giver also becomes the one and all. I will say, yes, the blesser is at the other side and the giver. I'm not here. Come on, put your, put your hands together. Put your hands together. Say amen. I'm not here. Come on, say amen. Now, so God demands a lot of times, it's not because God wants something from us, but this is the way heaven operates. Okay, Exodus 25. Amen. Exodus 25, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Yes, speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. So the offering I am bringing is not to Moses. It's not to Moses. The offering is from heaven, is from you to God. And he said, tell them to bring me an offering. Then he said, from everyone who gives willingly with his heart, he shall take me an offering. Let's go to the verse 7. Let me see the verse 7. The verse 7. And he said, okay, let's come to verse 8. Let's come to verse 8. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So the purpose for the offering is so God can build, use the offering to build a place where he will come and abide with the children of Israel. I know that here in Ghana, there is a lot of misconception about offerings and giving. So people come to church with a whole lot of Concerns, and then we try to put a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament, especially about tithe. And I say to people all the time, you know, you want to speak about the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
Is it not in the Old Testament? But then you complain about the tithe, which is in the Old Testament. Can I have amen? I'm not here. Can I have amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 6. Let's, let's take the amplify. Give me the amplify. Give me the amplify. Are you following me? Let's take the amplify. Remember this. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, remember this. I'm not here. Come on, say it again. Say, neighbor, remember this. Are, are you going to remember this? Okay, say, neighbor, remember this. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. Okay? That and um, sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously that blessing may come to someone else. So when I am giving, I am giving so that blessing will come to somewhere else, somebody else. In other words, can you imagine if people were not giving for us to build here, you will never come and enjoy this sanctuary. Look at the AC. Look at the carpet. Look at the chair. Look at the ambience. When you come in here, you feel so good. You are proud to be part of this work. You are proud to, I love my church. I love my church. I'm not, I love my church. Look at the choir. Look at the choir. Look at the choir. Look at how they are dressed. Look at our worship. Look, I mean, you are excited. Go to some church this morning. When it rains, they can't have church. When the rain falls, they can't have church. But look at here. Look at our offices. Look at our church offices. Look at our school that we are building. Look at our event center. Four stories up. Almost done. So that when you have a wedding, when you have your wedding, you can have your wedding here and also have your reception there. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, say amen. So that blessing will come to somebody else. Everything exists in a seed form. I want you to hear me. My laughter is a seed. My love is a seed. My, uh, uh, some people say, well, as for me, nobody loved me. It's because you are sowing, you are never sowing any seed of love. Every day you are sowing seeds of hatred. How do you reap hatred when you are sowing? How do you reap love when you are sowing hatred? My smile is a seed. Me checking on you is a seed. Everything exists in a seed form. Every seed is a potential harvest. Every seed can become a forest. But everything is in a seed form. Everything that God gives is in a seed form. Can I have amen? I, I was in a seed form before I became a man. Now I am a harvest to so many people, but when I, was, when I was in my mother's womb, I was just a seed. So the Bible said that I must not do, I must not give out grudgingly. And what am I doing this? I'm doing so blessings will come on someone. That's why I love to give. I love to give because I want to put a smile on people's faces. I want to be a blessing to people. I want to show them that God is a God of love. Come on, say amen. Oh, I'm not here. Come on, say amen. 
I want to show people that God is a God of love and that the love of God dwells inside me. Am I talking to somebody here? So I, I, I am a giver. I, I'm a giver. I mean, you can never ever walk around me and don't see the spirit of giving and I've been like this since I was a child. I've been like this since I was a child. I've always loved God. I've always loved God's work. I've always sought to build God's work. Emoji, do you know that um, at the age of 23, I was able to buy a land, 17 plots in Koforidua for the church at 23. Yeah. You see, when God is blessing people, you not understand. You have no idea the seeds we have sown in the lives of people and in the kingdom of God. I have learned not to be at the receiving end because the blessing is not with the one who is receiving. The blessing is with the one who is giving. Give God a clap offering. Do it better. Amen. That blessing may come to someone. Some of you, your life doesn't benefit anybody. Your life doesn't benefit. Not even your family can benefit from your life. Oh, last week, I was teaching something in, 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 the, in the U.S., you know, and it was, it was something else, you know, and I don't, want to, I don't want to have trouble in Ghana. So, <laughs> because... Once I start mentioning those things, oh, the social media will put me all over. But, but you know something? There are certain tribes in Ghana, eh? There are certain tribes that the people are stingy. And, and I know you know what I'm talking about. You, you know the tribe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are so stingy. that, that Those tribes, eh? The people are so stingy that they can't even spend the money that they make themselves. So, so go to the mountains. They have houses there and nobody living. Their children don't enjoy what they get. You know, you know the tribe I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I, I pray that you release yourself from that generational or that, that tribal curse. Come on, lift up your hand and say, I release myself from that tribal curse. And as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I can mention it one after the other, yes? That, that you think I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm very wise man. I'm not mentioning any name. I'm not mentioning any name. That's okay. I won't get into any trouble. Amen? Unless you want to put the cloth and wear it yourself. Because I'm not mentioning any names. But what I'm saying is that if you find yourself in that kind of tribe, I pray that you release yourself from that curse. When I go to the U.S., I will continue from there. As for there, you can't do anything. Come on, say amen. Now, look at it. That, uh, the, uh, that blessing will come to someone. will also reap generously with blessings. Okay? So, what God is giving you is not what you gave. The biggest mistake you make in your life is to give to her, expecting her to give back to you. That is natural. That is on friendship basis. But if you want God involved in your giving, God doesn't give you just stuff. God, God opens windows and pour you down a blessing. What is a blessing? A blessing is a spiritual momentum. 
What is a spiritual momentum? It's a supernatural force that is released from heaven as a result of man's obedience in the earth realm that attracts both natural and, and, and spiritual resources. Amen? To be able to aid you to overcome obstacles here on earth and to be able to perform and do the will of God for your life. So you can be blessed, carrying a blessing, and you don't have anything. It's just a matter of time. Who is blessed here? Who is blessed? Come on, lift up your hand. Are you, are you a blessed person? Lift up your hand and shout, I'm blessed. Amen. The, the most powerful force on the earth, the most powerful force on, in the universe is the blessing of God. The most powerful force. The blessing of God cancels every curse. The blessing of God takes you from the back and puts you in the front. The blessing of God exposes your grace and your gift. The blessing of God silences your accusers. Am I talking to somebody here? The blessing of God, God brings healing to your body. The blessing of God brings favor over your life. All of a sudden, even your enemies are fighting for you. I decree by the word of the Lord that your enemies will fight your battles. I'm not, I say your enemies shall fight your battles. Come on, shout and receive it, somebody. Come on, shout it three times and receive it. Come on, one, two. Come on, shout and receive it. Yeah, that's a blessing, the most powerful force. I'm a blessed man. You can't do anything about it. You can hate me, I don't care. You can dislike me, it's your business. You can talk about me, that's your tea, cup of tea. You can be angry with me, that is your cup of tea. You can talk about me, you, that's, I don't care. I am a blessed man. One thing you can never take, you can take my car away, you can take my house from me, but one thing you can never take from me is the blessing of God. I, I, come on, am I talking to I carry a blessing. How many people carry a blessing here? Come on, shout, I carry a blessing. Come on, shout, amen. Amen. Come on, shout amen. amen. Sit down, sit down, sit down. You can remove Joseph from the house of Potiphar and put him in a jail. But one thing you can never take from Joseph is the blessing of God. And the blessing of God will eventually expose you. It will expose your grace. It will expose your gift. It will bring favor to you. It will cause people to be remembered of you. People will think about you. Come on, give God a club offering. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm blessed. Come on, shout it again, say, I'm blessed. I know you come on, shout it again and shout, I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Come on, shout it three times, I'm blessed. Come on, shout it again, say, I'm blessed. I decree you are never under a curse. The blessing of God cancels every curse out of your life. The blessing of God over your life cancels every curse. In the name of Jesus, whatever God has given to you, no man shall take it out of your hands. You are a blessed man. You are Sit down, sit down, sit down. Let, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. What we are doing here is God. Okay, let me tell you. What, what we are doing here at Butre is God. Listen, you are privileged to be part of it. Is
Thank you for listening to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alute, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. We believe you have been blessed, inspired, and encouraged. You are invited to worship with us on Wednesdays, Success in Life Teaching Service, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, Celebration Service, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate Living Faith International Church, Rima House, at a Charlie Old Town last stop. For more details or prayer and counseling, please contact 0501-550-756-0561-291-565 and 0244-780-205. Remain under the blessings of God. Living Faith International Church. Living by faith. Dominating your world. <laughs>